Good morning. This is Christ in you, the hope of glory coming to you on another day that the Lord has made. And we shall rejoice and be glad in it. We thank God for those that are uh, out there in the listening uh, world and listening to this broadcast. For We pray that uh, something will be said that will uh, uplift you, encourage you. Uh, we just want to say right now that uh, our, our hearts and prayers goes out to uh, all those uh, that have lost loved ones in this time of this COVID virus. Uh, we know that and understand that God is in control. He, uh, we may not understand why this is happening in the United States, but we trust and believe that God has our best intentions. He has. Uh, we have a hope in Christ, and such that uh, we believe that God is able to do above and beyond all we could ever think or imagine. So we're we're just uh, standing steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that our labors shall not be in vain. Amen. Uh, Lord, have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, Our lesson today is coming from Malachi. Uh, The the title of the lesson says, Leading Justly. Leading Justly. Uh, The lesson is found in uh, Malachi 2 verses 1 through 9, and then it jumps over to chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. The golden text reads, If you will not hear, if you will not lay to your heart to give glory unto my name, saith the Lord of hosts, I will even send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Yea, I have cursed them already, because you do not lay it to heart. Um, This lesson, a little background of the lesson, uh, we're talking about Malachi. Malachi, uh, the book of Malachi, he was the last of the minor prophets uh, for the people of God and before John the Baptist. It is believed that this uh, book was written between 450 and 430 B.C., a century after Cyrus, the king of Persia, and issued a decree uh, allowing the Jews to return to Judah after their Babylonian exile. Uh, the temple had been rebuilt in 515 B.C., and houses were reconstructed. However, their spiritual lives remained in ruins. It is debated as to whether Malachi, which means my messenger, is the name of an actual person or simply a title attributed to a prophet tasked with relaying God's message. A little background on it. A hundred years after their return, the Jews had expectations of how life should be for God's chosen people. They had rebuilt the temple and reinstated the temple worship as instructed by Haggai and Zechariah years prior. Yet they were still in economic turmoil, suffering from poor crops and were a far cry from the major independent nation that they once were. There was little evidence of the blessings promised to Abraham and Moses. The sufferings through, uh, though brought about adulterers and liars, uh, excuse me, it brought about of, from their forefathers repeated, dis- repeated disobedience caused them to question God's love as a result of their disappointment and dissolution in their hearts and the indifference or hardened, their indifference had hardened toward God. The priests and the people violated many requirements of the Mosaic law, haphazardly making sacrifices, tithes, and offerings, marrying pagans, divorcing freely and living immoral and bankrupt lives in general. Uh, As we see, uh, again, a a scathing indictment 
toward the people of Israel, uh, the uh, nation of Israel and Judah, uh, again, coming out of the uh, Babylonian exile and coming uh, into their own, they, uh, they uh, came out and reestablished and built the temples, but their spiritual lives were still in ruin. Uh, and God, who is an ever-seeing, all-knowing God, um, he is, his, his eye is always on his, his people, uh, notice and took, thought, took, took notice of what was going on. And that character was such that God was instructing the prophet Malachi to, to speak to the people, speak to, again, the theme of, of these last few lessons from Micah to Haggai to uh, Amos and all the way through um, to Habakkuk and all that we have studied so up to this point points out the character and the character flaw of the children of Israel, uh, God, and how he used his minor prophets to speak to the nation. Uh, let's look at the lesson, uh, Malachi 2.1, and it says, And now, ye priests, this commandment is for you. If you will not hear and if you will not lay to it to heart to give glory unto my name, said the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon you and I will curse your blessings. Yea, I have cursed them already because you did not lay hold, uh, lay it to your heart. Uh, this goes back to the days when Moses had uh, went up on the uh, on the mount and had get, he had gotten the, uh, the Ten Commandments from God and came back and they were worshiping a golden calf. And uh, the uh, the Levites that followed after God, Moses instructed those that those that who followed after God will uh, they what they did was they they uh, they killed the rebellious Levites of that of that of those who had rebelled against God. And God made a covenant with the uh, Levitical order at that time that they would have life and peace. And he's and, and, and Malachi, in this case, is reminding these uh, priests of this time that the, of the covenant and, and telling them, would you not hear uh, and lay to heart and to give God glory unto his name and the, of the Lord of hosts? Coming out of Babylon, out of the Babylonian ex, the exile, the Babylonian exile and coming back into their own, uh, their hearts were still in ruin. Their spiritual lives were still in ruin. They were operating and mistreating the vulnerable among them. They were uh, causing the priest who should be uh, speaking life and peace into the lives of those that they instructed. Yet and still they were causing them to sin and causing them to fall and to err and to err in their ways. So the prophet again is speaking uh, to them uh, as an oracle of God. He's speaking to them and he's telling and God is telling them, I will curse your blessings. Yea, I have cursed them already. Three says, behold, I will corrupt your seed and spread dung upon your faces, even the dung of your solemn feast, and one shall take you away with it. Uh, the uh, solemn feast and the dung and, and to make a shameful reproach, make them a reproach unto all the nations to uh, uncover them, to expose them if in their sin. God always usually, he uses prophets to warn before he, uh, he executes his judgment. And he's given them the opportunity to repent, to turn back to him. And um, this is a, an indictment 
toward the leadership, the clergy, the leadership, and uh, those who were responsible to uh, uplift and to guide God's people to be the example of who God and a mirror example of how God was wanting us to live. Uh, You know, we look to our leaders in the church and our church leadership, and uh, we ought to pray for them and to encourage uh, God. We, we ought to pray for the God man, because as the head goes, so often goes the body. And if the head is corrupt, then the body will also be corrupt. Uh, he's saying that, behold, I will corrupt your seed, that that, that very thing that you desire, the, that uh, your increase, your uh, provisions, I will corrupt it. I will make you uh, want. You will be in a, uh, in a, in a state of want uh, when you have received so much. Sometimes we get, uh, what can I say? We get uh, a little indifferent to God and, and we don't appreciate what God has done. We take for granted uh, as we have so much. You know, it's like we are spoiled children uh, when we have received so much and we've uh, been so blessed by God. Uh, we uh, take it for granted oftentimes. And uh, even in these days right now, when uh, we have to go into quarantine and isolate ourselves and, and have a social distancing, we, we know and understand that uh, we miss those uh, worship sessions in the church. We miss that. And sometimes we take it. We had no one saw this coming uh, with this COVID virus that we would have to uh, set up uh, electronic uh, uh, means to worship and to worship over Facebook Live and different things in order to keep our our worship going. But God is showing himself mightily. He's showing himself mighty and speaking to a world power and saying, listen, listen, your arms are too short to box with God. You, You have to understand that I am God. And, and, and I hold uh, the and I am powerful and mighty. Uh, God is speaking to us through uh, what we're through this situation for says, And as ye shall know that I have sent this command unto you that my covenant might be with the Levites, said the Lord of hosts. My covenant was with him of life and peace. God made a promise with the uh, Levitical order that that he would bless them with life and peace if they obeyed his command. And we see in this particular case, after coming out of a hundred years after the exile, um, these uh, priests had become complacent and they were probably uh, disillusioned in the sense that uh, as God was reestablishing them, uh, they became lackadaisical in their worship. They became uh, uh, complacent in their worship. And uh, it showed in how they were leading the people and God is calling them to the carpet. He's calling them and letting them know, hey, listen, uh, I'm taking note of this and uh, you uh, are falling, falling way short of what I expect for you to do. And he says, he says in four, says, and you shall know that I have sent this commandment unto you that my covenant might be with the Levites, said the Lord of hosts. My covenant was with him of life and peace. And I gave to, I gave them to him for fear, wherewith he feared me and was afraid before my name. They honored and reverenced God's name. They revered him for who he was. And as a matter of being a leader, what kind of keeps you from getting off track is the reverence of God, the fear of God, to revere him, to understand, I won't let my title 
uh, make me haughty, uh, make my let my title put me in a position of uh, um, that I'm better than or that I, I can mit- mistreat God's people. Because uh, you, you, you truly don't want to forget who God is and how he's blessed you and how he's brought you. Uh, you always need to keep the door of your past open to understand that uh, God is God. And, and, and I, you thank God for your position of leadership, but you don't lord it over others and take advantage of them because of your position. Hallelujah. Six says the law, the law of truth was in his mouth and iniquity was not found in his lips. He walked with me in peace and equity and did turn many away from inequity. He's speaking of, about the, the priest. Uh, the law of truth was in the priest's mouth and, and inequity was not found in his lips. He was a man of uh, equity. Uh, he, he, he judged fairly between and he didn't uh, let corruption influence him to uh, not judge fairly uh, as it relates to his judgment and his his uh, the words of his that came out of his mouth. They, they should be life giving words and not words that speak death. Uh, if you're going to be a man of posi- in a position of authority and a priest. For the priest's lips should keep knowledge, and they should seek the law at his mouth, for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. That's what the, the position of a priest is. He's the messenger of God. He's one that should speak life and uh, should judge equitably. He should mirror the very, the very person of God to such a way that when you, you, see, you see me, you don't see me, you see God. And not saying that we are God's. Not, not, uh, don't get that, make that misunderstanding, but how I carry myself, I mirror, uh, uh who God is. I, 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 carry myself in such a way that I am, uh, an extension or I'm being used of God to, uh, speak life to people. Uh, just don't put me up on a pedestal. I don't want to do No, don't worship me, but worship God. And, and, and in that position of a leadership of authority, what you do is uh, you're an ambassador to Christ, which uh, that means is you don't speak of things of yourself, but you, what you do is you speak those things of God in representation of who he is and you represent him in, in the best of your ability. For the priest's lips should keep the knowledge. I think I read that and shall seek the law at his mouth. He is a messenger of the Lord. Eight says, but ye are departed out of the way. You have caused many to stumble at the law. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. I think as growing up, uh, I've always had the mind, and, and this should be the mind of most those that are in leadership position. I don't want to be responsible for calling, causing someone to stumble and fall uh, um, uh, knowledge, knowing, um, I don't want to, I don't want to be the one that causes someone to, uh, fall and, and be cognizant of it. And, and, and if it, if it was to happen, I don't want that on my conscience. I don't want that. I don't want as a leader to be the person that, uh, willfully causes someone to stumble and to fall. Uh, because their blood is on my hand. The blood is on all of the leadership's hands. Um, they, they, we are responsible. If we're going to be leaders, it's not something that you should play with. It is not something that you should desire to be unless you're going to fully commit yourself to God. Because if you cause one of his children to stumble and fall, 
It would be better that a millstone was tied around your neck and you was cast into the ocean and, and drowned. So that being said, you have to be mindful of the fact that God is ever present and he is always looking in how we carry ourselves as leaders. Nine says, therefore, have I also made you contemptible and base before all the people, according as you have not kept my ways, but have been uh, partial in the law. Your sin will find you out. And in your position, uh, your reputation will be damaged in the eyesight of those people that you're trying to lead. Uh, many a uh, leader has fallen and been uh, put aside, cast aside and made a reproach to the people because of how they have carried themselves before the people. Uh, you, it's hard to stand before people and tell them what they ought to do and how they ought to live if you're not living right yourself. Your sins will find you out. And, and God knows how to abase you as well as to make you abound. Uh, Malachi 3, 5 says, and I will come near to you in judgment to you to judgment. And I will be swift, a swift witness against the, the sorcerers and against the adulterers and against the false swearers. He will witness. He, he will. He will judge you based upon what he sees. He's a witness to your to your uh, your uh, sins. He's a witness to that. And you will be judged based upon what you do. This is amazing how uh, when you've fallen into sin and then uh, you are you're sorrowful, but not repentant. Uh, you are sorrowful and, and you want somebody to feel sorry for you for what you for why God is judging you. But yet and still, when it was you was uh, in the midst of your sin, it was pleasurable for you. Instead of being sorrowful, uh, you need to be repentant and turn from your wicked ways and turn back to God. And, and God will restore you if, if that's his will in his will. But yet and still these and God is saying, I am a witness to your sins. I am a witness. And uh, he's he's making this way. He says uh, uh, against the adulterers, against the false words, against those that oppress the hireling uh, or the employer in his wages, the the widow and the fatherless and, and that turn aside the stranger from his right and fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. I am a witness. God is saying I am a witness and I am a judge. I will witness. I witness your your uh, iniquity. And I'm holding you accountable for it. The last verse says, for I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Hallelujah. I am the Lord and I change not my standard. I shall not lower for you. I have ch I'll change not. I'm the same yesterday, today and forever. And he's saying, therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. But just I'm warning you. Uh, to turn back to me, uh, that you may not be consumed. Uh, it's, he's putting the ball in our court, to uh, giving us the opportunity to turn back to him and to uh, repent of our sins. This lesson in Malachi 2 and uh, to the chapter 2 and 3 uh, is an awesome lesson because it is calling us to examine ourselves and to, uh, if we find ourselves in this case, to repent also, to pray for one another, those that are in leadership positions, some people's eyes are blinded to the fact, but we need to pray for them that God will open their eyes. And if you are in a position of leadership and you are in this case, as the, as the children of Israel and the priests of Israel were, my prayer for you is that you would repent and turn back to God and, and forsake the sin that you are uh, operating in. 
This is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We pray that something was said today that would be uplifting to you and encouraging our prayers and our, our thoughts are continually praying for this world, not just the nation of uh, the United States, but all the nations that are affected right now. We're just praying to God that uh, uh, we will be, uh, we can be a better world, a better nation, that we will love one another, and we, we are careful to give his name the praise, honor, and glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory, you be blessed. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain There is power Come on. You declare it. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power. There is power in the name. In the name of Jesus. We know where it is to break every break every chain. Break every chain. Come on, say to break every break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain. There's an army rising up. There's an army. 